We are go. We have ignition sequence start. The engines are on. Four, three, two, one, zero. We have liftoff. Roger, we copy. This is Lumia Conversations Live with Nick Goodman and Dan McGrath, your monthly guide to everything mobile from Microsoft. Welcome to Lumia Conversations Live. I'm Nick Goodman. And I'm Dan McGrath. We're here as your perfectly formed audio extension of the ever-popular Lumia Conversations UK website, which covers all things Lumia in the UK. Every month we'll bring you all the news, views and reviews from the world of Microsoft Lumia and the latest developments in mobile tech and deliver it seamlessly to your ears. So on this month's program, we'll bring you a roundup from Build 2015, the Microsoft Developer Conference. Remote working is all the rage these days. We'll hear from tech expert Nikki Moore on how we can use technology to work more flexibly. In the App Zone this month, we have one word for you people, Eurovision. We're talking live to our man in Vienna. Dave Coplin, Microsoft's Chief Envisioning Officer, will be giving us another glimpse ahead with his latest in the series, The Future Of. And this month, it's all about holograms. There's our guide to the best deals available on Microsoft Lumi devices with the device price. Plus, we'll reveal another Squirrel of the Month. But first, let's get the Lumia news. You can't get enough. Conversations Live. Build, the annual developer conference of Microsoft, took place this month in San Francisco and opened with an announcement-packed keynote from Microsoft CEO. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Satya Nadella. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Build 2015. It's exciting to be here at Build and in San Francisco. We have a fantastic show lined up for you. We have lots of things to talk about in today's keynote, but at the rest of the conference, lots of things to show you, lots of announcements, uh, many, many new things uh, that I think uh, are going to be very exciting in terms of what you will make of them on day one and what you will do on day two and thereafter. The conference showcased how Microsoft will embrace developers to make Windows 10 the most attractive development platform ever. Microsoft's bold goal is to see Windows 10 on one billion devices within two or three years of its availability. New features and innovations for Windows 10 were also showcased, including Microsoft Edge, which was formerly known as Project Spartan. This brand new browser has built-in note-taking and sharing as well as integration with Cortana and will be the new default browser moving forward. In terms of apps for Windows Phone, EVP of the operating systems group Terry Myerson announced that the new Windows Studio will let developers reuse all the Java and C++ code from an Android app to a phone app running Windows 10. As well as announcing that retooled Xcode projects, the kind used to create iOS apps, will also work on Windows 10. So what that means in normal languages, it's what we've been waiting for. Every app that's ever been made for Android and iOS could now come to Windows 10 with just a few clicks. That means even more apps for us all to enjoy on our Lumias. However, the introduction of Continuum for Windows Phone was the thing that excites us most. It's a new capability enabled by Windows 10 that allows you to use your smartphone a bit like a PC. How does it work? Well, here's Joe Belfiore, Vice President of Operating Systems Group at Microsoft, to tell us just a bit more. We're excited to have just announced that the Continuum feature will be coming to phones in Windows 10. And what that means is you'll be able to carry a new phone device in your pocket and then at any time connect it to a mouse, keyboard, and larger screen and unleash a PC experience 
almost just like the one you'd get from a full PC device. So let's say you're on the road and all you have with you is your phone and your company has touchdown spaces where people can drop in and use a full keyboard, mouse, and screen. You simply connect to your phone and then your Outlook Mail experience, which you use on the phone screen all the time, now scales up to be a full PC-like experience. You can use the mouse and keyboard. You'll see all your folders on the left. You see all your messages in the middle. You can preview them on the right. And when you reply, you're using the full power of Word also built into your phone. All your keyboard shortcuts will work the way you expect. You can get work done very effectively using your phone like a PC. You could also imagine you're on vacation and you're gonna connect your phone to the TV screen in your hotel room. Now you have a way to show those vacation photos that you've been taking, or you can use the dual screen capability to let your kids watch a video while you're catching up on your email or text messages and they're not interrupted. It sounds great, doesn't it? And we look forward to using Continuum on our Windows phone very soon. Uh, there's lots more about all the announcements from Build on our website right now, lumiaconversationsuk.microsoft.com. In other news, the Lumia 640 XL has gone on sale in the UK. If you remember, this device has a 5.7-inch LCD display, 13-megapixel camera with 1080p full HD video, 8 gig of storage with a micro SD slot for 128 gig, and it runs Windows Phone 8.1 with the Lumia Denim update. When you buy it, it includes 12 months of Microsoft Office 365, and you can pick one up now, SIM-free, for about 185 pounds. And talking of things available now, Microsoft Band is now on sale in the UK, priced around 170 quid, and users will get to enjoy a lot more third-party apps in the near future. The full Band SDK, giving developers power to create fully functional apps for the fitness tracker, has been released, allowing developers to take advantage of all the device's features and functions. So we expect to hear a lot more about the Band over the next few months. And since the band syncs with Windows, Apple and Android devices, there'll be applications for all three, so no user gets left behind. And that is the news this month. Lumia Conversations Live. Bringing Lumia Conversations to life. So, are you one of over a quarter of Brits who are offered flexible working hours to suit your more varied lifestyle? And if so, are you still tied to your desk? Have you ever thought about working remotely? Well, in a new study from Microsoft, it was found that nearly two-thirds of people admit they go into the office over weekends and public holidays to catch up on their work. Oh dear, sounds terrible. Nikki Moore is a technology expert and author of GirlGeekChic.com, and she gave us her views on the survey and how we can use technology to work more flexibly. So the research commissioned by Microsoft Lumia shows that although companies nowadays are offering flexible working hours and we have the technology in place that allows us to work from home and work remotely, that people just simply aren't doing it. I'm really surprised because, you know, the technology now allows us to work remotely, work on the go, and people are still choosing to be at their desks for, say, 40 hours a week. I think so many people still feel tied to their desks because I think it's a habit. You know, they're used to going to the office, they're used to working at their desks. And sometimes, you know, lack of education, they have these smartphones and they just simply don't know how to use it. 58% of people from the study said they didn't know how to use their smartphones to their full potential. So I think there needs to be some education there as well. 
My advice to people who want to have that elusive work-life balance, I think you need to establish what it is that you want that suits your home life and your working life. Take control if your company is offering flexible working, you know, take them up on it. And then don't feel guilty if you're not in the office all the time because you can be equally as productive, you know, on the go, on your commute and not be tied to your desk. I think technology can help us achieve our work-life balance by choosing the right device, getting the smartphone that suits all your needs, whether it's having Microsoft Office, Word and Excel, or, you know, whether it's something that's affordable. You know, there are lots of high-end devices out there that are really pricey, but there are also some really good ones, like the Lumia devices, that are affordable, won't break the bank, and have all the benefits as well. I think a really important part is storage. So something like OneDrive, where you can store all your documents in the cloud, because a lot of the times you might be working and doing stuff, but if you don't have the space to maybe store your document, so when you get you know, to your office, you've got it, or you've got it on your smartphone, some storage, is, I think, is key, and people may not always think about that. You know, think about smartphones that have this functionality. So for more information, you can look at my top tips at nickymore.co.uk and check out my blog. Thank you, Nikki. We'll be sure to do that. This is Lumia Conversations Live. Every month here on Lumia Conversations Live, we bring you a roundup of app news, details of the latest apps in the Windows Phone Store, and our favourite and most used apps on our Lumia handsets. This month, we have Eurovision Fever. Yes, the annual campfest that is Eurovision is upon us, and Microsoft is the official technology partner of Eurovision this year. Woohoo! only will everyone involved in Eurovision be running around backstage with hundreds of Lumias catching all the action, but the official app has also arrived. As you watch the spectacle unfold on television, the app will introduce you to the participating artists, the lyrics of the song for you to sing along, information about each country, and of course, you can vote for your favourite and see the results as they happen. There's even a special selfie filter to give your pictures a touch of Eurovision that night. And for those of you who own a selfie stick, remember, it's an ideal way to take a long, hard look at yourself. I jest. In case you don't know, the 2015 Eurovision Song Contest will take place in Austria this year. So Nick fired up his Skype and got Austrian music and radio expert Wolfgang Pammer on the line direct from Vienna. Hello, Wolfgang. Hello, Great Britain. This is Vienna calling. Though it hurts to go away, it's impossible to stay. But there's one thing I must say before I go. Uh, so, Wolfgang, is Austria excited about hosting Eurovision this year? You know, to be honest, I think Austria was, was rather shocked at first, simply because nobody ever expected a bearded woman to seriously win the contest. Austria never had too much confidence in any of their artists. So, winning the whole thing last year hit us quite hard, I think. I can sense uh, excitement in the air all the way from Vienna, yeah? You know, in the end, a little excitement seems to build up now, to be honest. At least the taxis are painted in colourful ESC letters. Oh, really? Okay. Now, the, the last time you hosted it was, I think, in 1967. So you've, you've had a lot of time to prepare, right? That is a very long time gap. I think there won't be too much people out there actually uh, remembering the event from way back. <laughs> but concerning infrastructure and facilities involved, people, I think, did a great job. They refurbished 
the Wiener Stadthalle, that's the place where it's all gonna happen. And it's all in best possible conditions. To me, they've done everything they can to make it an unforgettable and superb happening. You gotta speed it up, and then you gotta slow it down. This is uh, this sounds very expensive. How much how much is this gonna cost the ORF, which are the which is the Austrian state broadcaster? A lot of money, right? No, it's a piece of cake. <laughs> no, seriously, you know, no one really wants to tell the truth when it comes to facts and figures, but they calculated 25 million euros in the beginning, but as rumors spread, they seem to have reached the 30 million euro mark, I think. Wow. The Make Makes, is that the name of the band? I Am Yours. That's your entry this time, right? That's a very clever band name, it is. Okay, um, is this a song that represents Austrian music right now? What can I say? Austrian pop music is in a kind of renaissance state to begin with. To me, they sound very Beatley and John Lennon-ly. Uh, there's a song called Isolation. That's what I what it reminds me of. You know what? It does sound very John Lennon at the beginning, which is which is not a bad thing. Um, now, what and, do you think makes a good Eurovision entry? I don't know if anyone can really answer that. Over the decades, there's always been good songs, mediocre songs, bad songs, trashy, embarrassing stuff. Uh, I think that's part of the concept. Now, the new official Eurovision app gives us the lyrics of songs for us to uh, listen along to. Is there such a thing as a good Eurovision lyric? I'm thinking of uh, classics such as Boom Banger Bang. <laughs> There's never, ever been good lyrics, <laughs> Mr. Goodman. No, seriously, I think it makes sense to give a song a kind of uh, universal language, lyrics that are understandable and valid in many countries and cultures, like, uh, why the hard to do the da? No, kidding. <laughs> the app also gives us information about each country, uh, which is very interesting. I've been uh, uh, browsing through it here. Can you tell us, Wolfgang, an interesting fact about Austria that we don't know here in the UK? i tell you what, it's a kind of secret. In a cellar of a well-known Viennese erotic shop, there's a so-called condoming museum. Where you can, where you get to see over 300 different condoms. Some of them very rare. <laughs> a condom museum uh, yeah. is a is a must visit, I'm sure, in Vienna. Um, and finally, what's your favourite Eurovision song ever? You're a you're a head of music at a radio station, Austria. You're also a, a singer, a songwriter, and a music producer. So, uh, what's your favourite Eurovision song ever, Wolfgang? You know, in the end, it all comes back to my my mommy and her favorite uh, Eurovision song contest song ever has got to be barefooted British singer Sandy Shaw with I wonder if one day that you say that you care pop it on a string it's such a joyful innocent and childish song I love it thank you Wolfgang The official Eurovision Song Contest app is available now in the Windows Phone App Store, so download it. Like a puppet on a 
String. Lumia Conversations Live. Bringing the power of mobile technology to everyone. From Microsoft. Every month, we welcome Microsoft's Chief Envisioning Officer, Dave Coplin, to give us an insight into what the future may hold technology-wise. And this month, it's all about holograms. Over to you, Dave. Welcome to the future of, with me, Dave Coplin, Microsoft UK's Chief Envisioning Officer. This month, we're going to take a brief look into the future of holograms, or more particularly, augmented reality. Some of you may be aware that last week was one of the biggest events in Microsoft's calendar with an event called Build, a showcase for some of the best new technologies that we're working on. And tucked away at the end of the marathon three-hour opening keynote presentation was a demonstration of a technology that in itself was not new, but the way in which it was being used just blew my mind. And I guess I just wanted to share it with you here. The demo involved a basic maker robot, affectionately known as B15. Now this is a pretty cool but straightforward robot that can be built by enthusiasts and uses a Raspberry Pi 2 computer to provide the brains, enabling its operation to be programmed using a programming language like Python. Now this is all pretty cool in itself and it's amazing to think about a world that we live in today where we can buy sophisticated computers like Raspberry Pi for less than 40 quid and have them controlling robots that we're knocking up in our garages. And it's a long way from my dad's Meccano set that I inherited when I proved I could be trusted with tiny spanners and small bits of metal. But all in all so far, there's nothing all that new or surprising here, right? Well, not yet. Enter then HoloLens, or more specifically, one of our humans wearing a HoloLens device. For those of you that haven't come across it yet, HoloLens is Microsoft's forthcoming holographic headset that brings a world of virtual reality to the wearer, a world where high-definition, three-dimensional projections can be blended into the real world around you. What we then saw was the HoloLens-equipped human programming, interacting with and controlling the dumb device using a beautiful three-dimensional holographic interface that was displayed via HoloLens but connected to the robot's Raspberry Pi controller. Better still, what was then demonstrated was how HoloLens could convey all that it understood to the relatively simple robot. In this example, the robot could be programmed to follow a certain path, but if that path got blocked, HoloLens could help the robot adjust the course even though the robot itself lacked the sophistication in order for it to be able to do it for itself. This was the thing that really stopped me in my tracks, because until now, I'd always thought of HoloLens and devices like that as, as one-way devices that are basically self-contained and, and focused on delivering the experience just for the wearer. But what this demo really made me appreciate is that HoloLens is actually a two-way device, a device that not just projects incredible images within the field of view of the wearer, but is also capable of taking its own unique perspective and understanding the world around it, where the perimeters are, where the obstacles and other objects are, and then crucially, being able to pass that information onto other dumb devices who don't have the same level of sensors built onto them. In an instant, I had visions of humans operating armies of industrial robots or drivers of vehicles being presented with beautifully rendered three-dimensional dashboards that provided seamless control over relatively innate objects like the vehicle's controls. It's really difficult for me to explain here what this really looks like, so if you're interested, just pay a visit to your favourite search engine and just search on B15 HoloLens and you'll see what I've been talking about. I think it's an amazing glimpse of our future, and it's also a really important new perspective on an old concept called augmented reality that I think is going to change the way in which we interact with the world around us. I know right now it's limited, and there's a pretty dorky-looking headset involved that might keep it initially only in the living room and factories, but we're already thinking about how we can project this stuff for real without needing a headset, and when we do, it's going to be tough to see the line between physical and virtual. I don't know about you, but I can't wait for that. 
So those are a few of my thoughts on holograms and augmented reality. And you can always let me know what you think. You can find me on Twitter at decoplin or in my online home, theenvisioners.com. Thanks for joining me and see you next month for another glimpse into our future. Brilliant. Thank you, Dave. You're listening to Lumia Conversations Live. Time to check the best deals on the high street with The Device Price, our monthly guide to getting you a great handset and a great deal. Uh, The Microsoft Lumia 640 is now available in the UK, and it comes with a whole range of price deals. Just to refresh your memory, the 640 gives you a 5-inch IPS LCD glance screen with a lovely 1280 by 720 pixel resolution. It's powered by a 1.2 gigahertz Qualcomm Snapdragon 400 quad-core processor. Easy for me to say that is backed by one gig of RAM. So you'll find it runs fast and smooth. It also comes with the latest version of Windows Phone 8.1 with Lumia Denim Update, complete with Cortana, One Swipe Action Center, Wordflow, and Live Folders. On the back, you'll find the 8-megapixel camera with LED flash and 1080p video recording. Flip it round, and there's a 1-megapixel front-facing camera with 720p video recording, making it ideal for use with the integrated Skype app. All sounds good and sounds even better when you realise you can get a Lumia 640 with a price of just £119.99 SIM-free in either white, orange or black from Carphone Warehouse. And that's the device price this month. This is Lumia Conversations Live. And finally, every month here on Lumia Conversations Live, we like to draw your attention to something that's taken our eye off the workplace ball. Could be anything from a TV show, YouTube clip or song to a new fashion item, video game or or buzzword. Basically, it's whatever we're currently distracted by, hence the reason we call it a squirrel. Squirrel! So, Nick, what's your squirrel? Squirrel! This month. Well, Dan, my squirrel Squirrel. this month is Microsoft's new facial analysis tool. How old do I look? It's getting a lot of coverage in the media. You might have seen it. Uh, It either makes you feel real good about yourself or sends your self-esteem levels spiralling down. It uses state-of-the-art cloud-based algorithms to recognise human faces and then takes a stab at guessing your age and gender from a photo alone, with the results ranging from flattering to, well, decades out, really. Uh, The site is getting hundreds of thousands of hits from people who want to see if they look younger than they actually are. Uh, There's a lovely disclaimer on the website, too, which says, Sorry if we didn't quite get the age and gender right. We're still improving this feature. Um, I tried it out, of course. My results, based on three photos, were... 28, 44, and 56, really. Uh, Funnily enough, though, the average age of those three is my exact age. Spooky. Try it for yourself now at how-old.net. Good luck. Dan, we're doing the squirrel bit now, so if you can just turn that down and uh, tell us what yours is. My squirrel this month, Nick, is a site called whosample.com. It is brilliant. I think you and Sir Tim Berners-Lee would agree it's what the internet was designed for. So if you've ever wondered where all those multi-millionaire pop stars and songwriters sometimes get their inspiration, whosample.com has the answer. What you're listening to is from a 1981 Bollywood soundtrack called Tear Mir Beach Main, apologies for translation, which was then sampled by the writers of Britney Spears' hit Toxic. There you go. Or how about the brilliant Labby Sifri with his sultry soul track, I Got The. Just a lonely 
Well, in its time, it was lifted by the Wu-Tang Clan, Jay-Z, but most famously by Eminem for his breakthrough hit, My Name Is. Uh, I could go on, but I won't. We'd be here all day. So that's my squirrel for this month. Squirrel! Poosample.com Excuse me! My name is... And on that note, cue the sampled theme music. Don't forget, you can check out the website for all the latest Lumia news in the UK. LumiaConversationsUK.Microsoft.com And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at LumiaConvUK. See you next time. Lumia Conversations Live is produced by Bounce for Lumia Conversations UK. You can't get enough.